guys are being very unhelpful today. <laughs> You're welcome. Luke chapter 10. <laughs> Luke chapter 10, 38 through 42. And it says this. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, indeed, only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. So, we're talking swim lessons. Swim lessons, right? Because we're trying to get into the deeper waters of faith. How do you get into the deeper waters. And so, uh, as a quick recap, uh, where we've been so far was in our first week, we talked about uh, Philip and Nathaniel. And uh, Philip, who was so excited about Jesus that he had three words, and remember I asked you last week, and we didn't pass last week, so I'm going to try this again, right? Three words that got Nathaniel, what were they? Come and see. Look at you guys, yeah, you're getting it. Come and see, right? The whole point was that it wasn't Philip who needed to be seen. It was Jesus who needed to be seen. And so he invites Nathaniel. Nathaniel comes and has this encounter with Jesus. Uh, and uh, and his, his whole life is transformed by this one encounter with Jesus. And so then last week we talked about Zacchaeus. And how Zacchaeus has an encounter with Jesus too. And our next step toward Jesus was a commitment, making commitment to Jesus. Right? Committing our lives to follow Jesus, to figure it out with him. And so we've taken our first two steps toward Jesus, but this morning we have to ask, what comes next? Right? What is the next step that we take toward Jesus? Now, in most of the churches I've ever been in, the process looks like this. Right? You take your first, somebody says, come and see. Right? They invite you to church. You guys know almost 90% of people who come to church for the first time come because somebody they know invited them. Right? So somebody you know invites you. You come to church, you check it out, and you're like, man, Jesus is pretty cool, right? I had a great encounter with Jesus there at that place. It was great. And then, and then you come, and you're like, okay, Jesus, this is it. I'm giving it to you. You can have it, everything that I am, this mess, it's all yours, right? So then what comes next? Well, at most churches, the next thing you do is you're like, okay, I've committed my life to Jesus. So you go to the pastor or you go to somebody on staff, and you say, I gave my life to Jesus. What do I do about it, Right? And in most churches, the answer is, man, you should serve on this committee we've got because this committee's great, right? Or, man, you should go do this trip or you should do this thing. And it's always about doing something, right? We always want people to do stuff. <laughs> and in today's story, we get sort of the opposite because in today's story, we have Mary and Martha, and it's two sisters, and they invite Jesus over for dinner. Now, now, in case you haven't noticed, this is like three weeks in a row now, Jesus has gone to somebody's house for dinner, all right? I like how Jesus does ministry, <laughs> right? I, I, I like dinner, right? Jesus does ministry over dinner. And so Jesus, like he normally does, he goes to dinner in the house, in the home of Mary and Martha. And so it says that, that Mary is spending her time just sitting and listening to Jesus, right? Because Jesus uh, was not 
Jesus didn't waste time, right? We've established that in this series. Jesus doesn't waste his time. So he's spending time with people, and what's he doing? He's, he's pouring into them. So Mary takes this opportunity to just sit and to be with Jesus. Because let's be honest, if Jesus is in my house, that's where I want to be, right? But Martha, Martha takes a very different approach. Martha's approach is, oh man, Jesus is here, right? The guest of honor is in my house. The greatest person I could ever meet is in my house. I have to clean, right? I need to get it in order. I need to make sure the, the place is set and the dinner is cooked, I need to make sure everything is ready to go for Jesus. And so what's interesting here is Jesus doesn't necessarily call her out for that, right? Jesus doesn't tell her, Martha, you shouldn't be cooking dinner. <laughs> what, do you, what, what gets Jesus here is when Martha is mad at Mary for taking a different approach. While Martha is busy getting things ready, Mary is sitting and just being with Jesus. And so Martha gets a little upset about it. In fact, it's almost like you almost get the picture. You know, they are sisters, right? And so you almost get this idea of like, you know, like, Dad, she's not helping, right? I got a five-year-old and a three-year-old. I know how that sounds, okay? Dad, she's not helping me. And Jesus says, look, Martha. And I like to think there are lots of times in my life where Jesus goes, Martha, Martha. Chad, Chad, Chad. You're not getting it. You're not getting it. And so he says, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better. See, it's this difference. It's the difference between what you're practicing. Because Martha was practicing the preparation, right? What are we doing to receive Jesus? She was practicing preparation while Mary was practicing presence. It was preparation versus presence. And what Jesus says here is that if you have the opportunity to just be with Jesus, you should do that. <laughs> you should take a moment to just be with Jesus. Because where else in the world are you going to get the answers that you need? Where else in the world are you going to get the direction that you need? The discernment, the wisdom, the things that you're seeking. We spend so much time doing stuff. We never take any time at all to just receive. And if we're being honest, right, because this, this whole series about disciple-making in the church, right, and if we're being honest, this is the picture of faith that, that the church has gifted to us. The picture of faith that the church has given us is that serving Jesus is the most important thing. That if you're going to follow Jesus, you have to do, 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 do. <laughs> I said do, do. I'm 31. Give me a break. All right? So, so <clears throat> the problem is Christian faith, following Jesus, is not all about doing. There is a season in our lives, and there's many seasons, where being is more important than doing. And there was a, a, past, a Methodist pastor in Kokomo that used to say that, uh, that the Christian faith is just like a good song. Because it's do, be, do, be, do, be, do, be, do, be, do, right? We do and we be. We do and we be. The problem is, in most of our lives, we've put in all of the emphasis, all of our relationship with Jesus comes down to doing something. 
and we completely neglect that there are seasons in our lives where we're called to just be. Because if we're being honest, the, the, the culture that we live in has given us this idea, right? Because we live in a culture that stresses work ethic, right? That everything you get, if you get anything good, it has to be earned, right? This is why sometimes we struggle even to like receive gifts from people. Because we've been taught and raised to believe that if you are going to get something, you better earn it. And unfortunately, we translate that unintentionally into our walk with Jesus. And somewhere along the lines, we say, well, if I'm going to be in relationship with Jesus, I need to earn my relationship with him. I need to earn the love of God. I need to earn his presence. And the whole time, Scripture says the exact opposite. He says, God wants to be with you simply because you exist. Because you have, have breath in your lungs. Because you are, God wants to be with you. And so from, from God's end, we're, we're over here like striving away, striving away. And he's like, look, I'm already here. I'm already here. And so, so what do we do? Because... Because too often we jump straight into that serving side, right? And, and serving is a part of faith, right? We all know that. The problem is that we don't balance it with enough being. <laughs> we don't balance it with enough receiving. You think of it, think of it this way, right? Most of our lives are very busy, right? We fill them up with stuff, even outside of the faith. All right, this is not even talking Christian, Christianity. This is just in general. We fill our lives with busyness, and we think that we're getting somewhere. But yet, what do we do? We have to take a vacation, right? We make ourselves take a Saturday off. We, we, we have to make time to just be for a while. And think about how refreshing that is when you get some time off. Think of how refreshing that is. And what I think of is this, because we get busyness, okay? We have three children, five and under. We are busy. <laughs> but what I think of in this is this. I think, of, I think of a pitcher, right? A pitcher of water that's been run empty. Because when you are serving and when you're constantly doing and doing and doing, you're, you're pouring out of your pitcher, and eventually your pitcher runs dry. Now, is it easier to fill that pitcher when it's just sitting on the counter or is it easier to fill the pitcher if I'd hand it to my five-year-old and tell her to have some fun, <laughs> right? You're going to be chasing her around being like, I'm trying to fill it. I'm trying to fill it, right? But this is what happens, right? We, we, we serve and we serve and we go and we do and we do and we do. And we wonder, well, where's God, right? Where's, where's God? Why isn't God giving me this thing I need? Where's the, the answers I need to this question? Where's the wisdom I need for this decision I have to make? And we wonder, where is God in all of this? And a lot of times we're prone to think that God is the problem. <laughs> well, God must not be giving me what I need. And we blame God. When the whole time we're running around in circles, we're trying to figure this thing out on our own, and Jesus is saying, look, just abide with me. Right? That's, the, that's the word the scripture uses, abide it means to stay like long term. It means your relationship with Jesus is more than just 45 minutes to an hour on a Sunday morning. Right? Abiding with Jesus, it's, it's deep, it's intimate. 
It's, it's taking the time to slow down, right? Maybe it's even just setting a date with Jesus, right? And maybe it's weird for you to think about it that way, especially if you're a guy, right? So, but you're setting a time, right? You're like, look, at this day, on this time, I'm going to be with Jesus. I'm just going to take this moment. Now, obviously, in an ideal world, at least in my ideal world, we could spend all of our time doing that. <laughs> because if you've given your life to Jesus, if you love Jesus, there's really nothing better than just being with Jesus. But we've become so accustomed, so accustomed to doing and doing and doing, we say, well, if I just do one more thing, I'll encounter Jesus. If I just do this thing, I'll meet Jesus. If I just do this, I'll get the right answer. And the whole time, the answer is the exact opposite of what we're trying to do. It's to just be. To take some time and just be with Jesus. And we go through these seasons where we just are running on empty and we need refilled but we keep running around. We keep running and we think, well, God's going to find me somewhere. And he will. But I can tell you this morning, it happens a whole lot faster if you would just hold still for a minute. If you would just sit with Jesus, take a moment. And you might say, well, look, I don't know what that looks like. <laughs> right? What does it look like to just take a moment with Jesus? Just sit. Right? disengage for a minute and receive. Maybe it's that you need, to, you need to meet with somebody who can pour into your life, who can offer you the answers that Jesus wants to offer you. Maybe, maybe it's that you need to stop spending time with someone who keeps filling you with the opposite. But it always comes back to just being. Are we being with Jesus is our relationship with Jesus, just being with him, is it the most important thing? So I guess what I'm asking you is, is the, the gifts of Jesus, is that more important? Are we more in love with the gifts of God than with God himself? Right? Because when we're serving, what we want is like, the, we want grace. We're trying to earn these things that we, that we want. Right? We, we're trying to earn them when we're, we're piling all of our eggs into that basket. But remember, it's do and be. Do and be. <laughs> and so if you're only doing, you're completely missing out on a whole part of the faith, the being part, where God gets to just pour in, to refill, to offer what you need. But we have to slow down. We've got to take a moment every day, maybe a whole season of our lives. Take a moment and just slow down. Receive what Jesus wants us to receive. Be Mary instead of Martha. You know, I think, I think of the disciples. The disciples, you know, Jesus is getting abandoned by his disciples. And he turns to, he turns to the guys who are left and he says, well, are you going to leave too? And their response, where else would we go? Where else would we go, Lord? Right? Because they had existed with Jesus. They had spent time with Jesus. And when they spent time with Jesus, they realized that there's nothing else on the planet that can be better for them than to just have some time with Jesus. They would have traded anything for just 
some moments with Jesus. So the challenge before us this morning, is this how we love Jesus? Do we love Jesus so much that we want to just be with him for a while and that that would be enough? (laughs) Can we put ourselves aside for a minute, our need to achieve and earn? Can we put it aside to just be with Jesus? And that's the challenge this week. That's the challenge in this moment, right? As, as, we, as we get ready to pray and, and go into a song, the challenge is, are we able to just be? Because it's in those moments where we can receive. Where we slow down and we let him pour up and fill up our pitcher. We let him pour into us. But we've got to slow down. We've got to sit with Jesus for a while and let him do it. Let me pray. God, we're so thankful that even in seasons where we have put our busyness and our serving ahead of our relationship with you, God, you don't ever abandon us. You hear us as we search for answers. You hear us even when we feel like we're angry at you. God, you still hear us. And the whole time we know that you are simply wanting to be with us. So help us this morning, Lord, to get out of our own heads to get out of our own busyness and to be with you. To spend even just these next few moments sitting at your feet, receiving from you. So teach us, God. Pour out your Spirit upon us in this time. Empower us to make time to just be in our week to spend time with you, and to receive. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.